Hey, hey, Fight Time ladies. Happy Friday night. So glad that you are um, here fighting with me <clears throat> on a Friday night. It's good to be with you this week. It's been a wonderful week. Um, you ladies have just blessed my socks off. You Fight Time ladies and all of you that join in daily on our Fight Times. It's a, that's a big deal. So I appreciate you guys. <clears throat> we appreciate you. I feel like every time I'm on late, my voice is so raunchy. <laughs> hey, Angela. So if you are on with me, tell me hello. I know I didn't notify. It's one of those things. I'm a mom. I don't get a chance to do that. Um, if you were looking for a video on Wednesday night, I dropped the ball. That was all me. So I apologize if you were looking for that. Um, hey, girls. If y'all would tell me hello. I apologize if you're looking for that on Wednesday night. My um, three-year-old broke his collarbone. My five-year-old is sick. And it was just one thing after the next. And so I went to bed on Wednesday night and I woke up and went, oh my goodness, I, I missed that. So I apologize if you're looking for that video on Wednesday. But I do feel like the Lord has given me something. Um, I have been thinking about this all week because this is what he was going to have me speak to you guys about on Wednesday night. And obviously, I didn't do that. So, here I am tonight on a Friday night to wrap up the week with you to give you encouragement. So, if you saw the title of this video, it says, Where um, Does Your Hope Come From? Where Does Your Hope Come From? Last week, we started our um, Christmas Advent study. It's really just a time where we can get into our Word and really just start focusing on um, the characteristics of, of Christ. And there's a bug in my car. And his, his, his coming and his second coming, um, and just really turn our eyes towards him. And so last week we studied each day about the hope that he gives us. Um, and so I guess that's why the Lord was speaking to me about the hope. Um, but I began to think, well, first of all, on Sunday night, I had such a beautiful encounter with the Lord during, um, Sunday night prayer just like Natalie talked about yesterday, just drenched in his Holy Spirit. I mean, I just went into intercession prayer. It was just a, such a beautiful time of the Lord. But during that time, I feel like, um, he was like, all right, you're, I'm ready to, to, to challenge you. I'm ready to push through to something different. So I feel like this is a message that comes from what he's doing personally in my life as well. Um, Brianne talked about this on Wednesday night. If you're not feeling challenged from the Lord, then you need to check your communication lines because, he is constantly challenging us. He's constantly refining us. He is constantly um, purifying us, right? So we need to search for that. We need to look for that communication from him. All right. So all that to say, where does your hope come from? Um, I'm just going to pray for us real fast because I need the Lord's help with it to get it out the way he wants me to get it out. So Father, I thank you so much for your word. God, I, I come so humbly before you because I cannot do this on my own. I know that you have given me a word for your women, but I need you to help me to get it out the way that you have replayed it in my heart and my mind this week, God. Um, I pray for every single woman listening for this to fall on fertile ground, Lord. Let them hear the words of the Lord that you are speaking to them this Friday night. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so I started thinking, all right, where does my hope come from? Because we've been talking about the hope of the Lord. Um, for, so... There's the type of hope that we use in everyday language. We can say, 
For instance, we have a soccer tournament tomorrow. I hope it doesn't rain tomorrow morning. All right, so with that type of hope, there comes a little bit of doubt. Like there is a possibility that it could rain in the morning and we could be rained out and that's a bummer, right? So whenever we use hope in our everyday language, there is a tinge of doubt that is attached to that context. Does everyone kind of see that? I hope that I get my my bills paid this week or I hope that um, <clears throat> my husband buys me a gift, <laughs> okay? There's a little bit of doubt in there with that. However, when we see the word hope throughout the New Testament, um, the Greek word that's used is um, elpis. I have my notes here. Elpis. And this hope that is used in the Greek throughout the New Testament is a hope that has no doubt. So biblical hope has no doubt. There is no doubt attached, attached to the word elpis. Biblical hope is different than what we use in our everyday language. Biblical hope is confident expectation or assurance based upon a sure foundation, okay? When we are confident in the foundation that we have in Christ, then we are able to use the word hope, the L piece, with no doubt attached, okay? So when we know assuredly that he is our sure foundation, then we are able to wait with joy and in full confidence of what's going to come. So let me use this as an example. I hope it's not going to rain tomorrow. Okay. However, I have hope that my children will be saved. That's, there is no doubt attached to that. I have hope that my heavenly father will forgive me. I know that there's no doubt about that for me. I have hope that he is coming again. There is no doubt attached to the second coming of the Messiah. There's no doubt attached. I know it. I am so sure of it. And because I am so sure of his second coming, of well, of his first coming and of his second coming, then I can have hope to wait and endure through things that are I, I'm being trialed by this week. Okay. Does that resonate with any of you? I'm not seeing any, any of your comments. So if you're commenting, I don't know why they're not coming through tonight. <clears throat> so if that is resonating with you, give me some hearts or something. So we can have this, this confident hope because Christ has been so faithful to us. He has been so good to us. He has never forsaken us. Now, there may be some of you on here or maybe listening to this saying, well, I feel very forsaken right now. I feel like the Lord has left me. I feel like the Lord is not listening to me. And I'm here to speak to you with the anointing of the Lord tonight. He is with you and he is beside you. And he is doing something behind the scenes that you are not well aware of. But if you call out to him, he is there for you. You have to, to put your flesh aside and call out to the Father, okay? During the the time between um, Malachi in the Old Testament and the New Testament where the Messiah comes for 400 years, the Lord did not speak to the Jewish people. For 400 years between the Old Testament and the New Testament, there was silence from the Lord. But you better believe that when we pick up in Matthew, and we see the coming of the Messiah. We see where Zechariah went to the temple and he was promised um, by Gabriel that he was going to have a son. 
that that John the Baptist was coming to preach the good news before Jesus Christ. That was the second coming of Elijah to, to preach what was going to come. Listen, you better believe that during those 400 years, even though the Jewish people felt like the Lord was not talking, they had hope that the Messiah was coming and he was doing something behind the scenes. He was working in their lives. He never was forsaking them. He was faithful to complete all of the promises and prophecies that were happening in the Old Testament. So if you have been promised something from the Lord, if he has spoken to you and given you prophetic words, and you are like, I, I'm not seeing it right now. Well, listen, I'm here to tell you right now that you can have confidence and an assurance of hope and a sure foundation that your God is going to come through. But here's what he tells us to do, okay? I'm going to go to Psalm. I wish I could see y'all's comments because I cannot. I said Malachi will go. Is it Micah? <laughs> What's the last book of the Old Testament? Somebody tell me. Well, I can't see it. But I'm going to look it up because I think I said the wrong one. That was Malachi. Yeah, it was Malachi. I was right. Okay. Psalm. Psalm, Psalm, Psalm. I'm going to go to Psalm 62 first, and then I'm going to go to a different Psalm. <clears throat> he says this. In Psalm 62... Uh, this is a Psalm of David, and this is what he says. He says, rest in God alone, my soul, for my hope comes from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my stronghold. I will not be shaken. Okay? Now, I'm going to go to Psalm 40. I want you to listen to this. If you're like, I don't know where my hope is coming from. I'm, this is the word from the Lord today. In verse 40, he says, I... Some versions say, I waited patiently for the Lord. And some versions say, I hope for the Lord. And he turned to me and he heard my cry. Okay. I know some of you tonight feel like you are in the desolate pit. You feel like you are in the muddy clay. But he is saying, all you have to do is cry out to me. And and just as sure as, um, as the sun will shine tomorrow, I will be there for you. You can have confident L peace in me, confident hope of a sure foundation in me that whenever you turn to me and you cry out to me, I am there to help you. That's what he says right here. He said that he's going to put a new song in your mouth, a hymn of praise that many will see and fear and they will trust in the Lord. Okay. You will put your trust in the Lord. He says it right there. So let me ask you this question. Where does your hope come from? This week I had a trial in my life. It was just a small trial. But I quickly realized my car's about to shut down. There we go. I quickly realized that my hope had part of my hope had been placed in a person and not in the Lord. And I had I had to be quickened in my spirit about it because um, it's like whenever something negative happens, all of a sudden I'm in, a, in an emotional whirlwind when in reality, my hope should be in Christ anyway. So I wrote these notes down and then see if this resonates with you. When I say, where does your hope come from? Where are your, are you placing your, your sureness, your assuredness? Do you put it in your spouse? Do you have hope, um, 
that your, your spouse is going to feel the gap that only Christ can fill? Do you have hope only in your children that they can fill the gap that only Christ can fill? Okay. This is what resonated with me next. Is your hope in food, alcohol, drugs? I don't struggle with alcohol and drugs. I struggle with food. <laughs> okay. But you may not. Is that where your hope lies? And what does that look like? That may look like, I, I have hope that whenever I eat this casserole, that I'm going to feel so much better. Okay. I have hope that whenever I drink this glass of wine, that all my worries are going to go away. I have hope that my relationship is going to be so wonderful. Um, so that, that if there is ever a blip, I'm thrown for a loop. Okay. Where does your hope come from? Is your hope in money? Um, I, if I have all of these, these things, these materialistic things, then, then I'm going to feel complete. Okay. Well, let me tell you, our hope only comes from the Lord Jesus Christ. He is a God of hope, but he is hope. He is the assuredness of our faith. He is confidence. Okay. And he is there for you. He's going to be there for you. All right. I'm going to read two more scriptures. Romans 15 and 13. One of my favorite scriptures. This is um, the scripture for our, our covenant ladies ministry for this year. And it says, now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you believe so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I, the Lord gave me this scripture for our covenant women for 2023 because he, he said it like this to me. He said, I am the God of hope and I have to fill you covenant woman, um, covenant wife, covenant sister, covenant mother. I have to fill you with joy and peace as you believe so that you may overflow in the power of the Holy Spirit. By, I'm sorry, overflow with hope, confidence, sure foundation by the power of the Holy Spirit. As we walk as mothers, as we walk as wives, as sisters, as co-workers, may the God of hope fill us with all joy and peace and all confidence and all assurance that he is there for us, that he's never going to forsake us, that he is faithful to forgive us. He's faithful to hear our cry of help. Um, and he, he is there for you tonight. I pray that that resonates with somebody with you. I can't see your comments. So I don't know if it does or not. Um, but man, that, that has been a word on my heart all week. If you are struggling with like, Oh Lord, where does my hope come from? I want you to pray this prayer with me tonight. Lord, I, I want you to show me where my hope comes from. You are the God of hope that fills me with all joy and all peace. And I don't want to look for it anywhere else. And whenever I say that I have hope in you, Lord, I don't want to have any doubt attached to it. I know for a fact for what you've done for me in the past. And I know for a fact that you will be there for me in the future. I know that in my trial, I can have an, an just this peace, Lord, because of the confident assurance that you give me. So pray that prayer tonight. Lord, show me what hope in you really looks like if you're doubting. Bind doubt out of your mind right now in the name of Jesus. And for some of you, tonight is the night you need to cry out to your God, to your Father. And and if something is binding your tongue right now, I, I bind anything that may be trying to hold your tongue 
shut, your mouth shut right now in the name of Jesus. It must loosen and let your lips go. And you open your mouth and you cry out to your heavenly father. And it tells us in his word, we just read it. He is faithful to hear your cry. And he, we can have full confidence that he is going to do the things that he says he does. Or do the things that he says he's going to do. His promises are true. His prophetic word is true. So you reach out to him tonight. You cry out to him. And then you ask this prayer, this, pray this prayer, Lord. If my hope is in anything other than you, get rid of it. Help me to get rid of it. Refine me. Purify me, God. Because if it's not of you, I don't want it. In Jesus' name. All right, ladies. I love you so much. I pray that you're encouraged and blessed this Thursday, Friday night. Not Thursday night. This Friday night. Um, I pray that you have a wonderful weekend. Um, I pray that um, if this blesses you, share it with somebody. Share it with somebody. Um we have such a good lineup for you guys this month. Um, if you've not registered for Fight Time Conference, January 26th and 27th, please do that. Even if you're not sure that you can come, go ahead and register. It's free to register. Um, even if you can only come for part of it, please register so that we can prepare for you. We want to make sure that we have everything ready for you. Um, please be in prayer for your Fight Time Conference leaders and your committee that's putting it on as we um, just continue to get such good vision from the Lord. He is... We have hope because he's so faithful. He just keeps giving us um, so much goodness. And so I know that he is ready to pour out his glory on his women. So be ready for that January 26th and 27th. And um, if you are in Rusk, in the Rusk East Texas area next week, December the 14th, Come for our Cove Ladies Simply Still prayer event, prayer and worship event. It is such a beautiful time. An hour with your sisters away from the hustle and bustle of Christmas time so that we can get focused on what truly matters, which is Jesus Christ, our Messiah. All right. I love you, ladies. Have a wonderful night. Talk to you later.